Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. We have, of course, been following a lot of the conversation around the BRICS summit, and in particular the one that says that Ramakopa has inked a deal with Chinese firms to fix the energy crisis and urges them to work with speed. Well, I'm not sure that uh, our definition of speed and our government's definition of speed is necessarily the same thing, considering that this has been going on since roundabout. 2008. Well, that's when we started realizing that we had such a power crisis. But uh, either way, it is fascinating to hear and to get some sense of what this deal really is about. Professor Winkler Hartmut, he is the, a professor at the University of Johannesburg in the Department of Physics, Astrophysics and Solar Energy. A very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm fine this morning. So this deal is, obviously we welcome anything that is going to move us towards the light, so to speak. But but uh, as South Africans, we have been taught to be skeptical when it comes to signing deals with uh, foreign parties. We, we also are taught, have been taught to be a little bit dubious when it comes to anything that mentions speed and efficiency. Uh, but at the same time, we really want to believe that this is something positive. Give us your sense. Give us a little bit more background about the story. Uh, yes, well, it, I think it, overall it's positive. But yes, you're quite right that we should no, not expect, nobody should expect, regardless of what happens, that this power crisis is going to be solved in a matter of, of weeks or months or even a year or two. Mm. I think we're still going to have uh, problems for, I would say, another five years. And that's only if things actually really do get moving, at, wow. as, as you implied. Mm. And uh, whether the Chinese are the ones that can do it, they can certainly do it in China. They, uh, it's been absolutely astonishing. I think uh, both their, their friends and foes would agree that uh, the, the, the transformation, the reform of the Chinese energy sector has, has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, just to give you some sort of idea, uh, more than half the solar panels installed this year have been in China. Uh, and that's set to continue. Uh, what they're installing on a daily basis is is roughly half of, of South Africa's solar farms. So yeah. you can imagine every day in China uh, or every two days in China, they'll be installing uh, what we have in this country. So that's how fast they, they are able to do. Uh, but of course, China was the only country in the world, I think, which was able to implement a successful COVID lockdown. Uh, simply because in China, if somebody tells you this is what you're going to do, then this is what is going to happen. And uh, it, 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 uh, this won't work uh, as smoothly as that around here. But uh, certainly if somebody thinks they can do it and somebody has shown that they have this kind of ability to, to make these sort of changes, it's the Chinese. But uh, so, uh, and, and what does it mean? And, and how do they do that? What is, is there, do we know what the plan is? Because it's all very well to say, well, China's going to help because they can do it there and install uh, all these solar panels that, uh, that it's going to be done here. Is the model, do we know what the model is or what they're going to be assisting with? Well, I don't, I don't think I have. I certainly haven't seen the model. All that all that I know is that uh, they are giving a donation to uh, various hospitals, schools, and so on. That's been one of the problems the government mm. was grappling mm. with uh, earlier this year when they were basically told you must do something about uh, these uh, critical facilities. So what the Chinese have simply said, okay, well, we'll donate to you. I think it's five hundred. Uh, um, uh, uh, transformers and something that would be able to to assist uh, those uh, 
uh, facilities to get through load shedding. But that's in the broader scheme of things, that's uh, that's uh, a relatively small part of it. The the memoranda that have been signed with various companies, I think one needs to look at what kind of companies these are. On the one hand, it's it's a, a the Chinese equivalent of Eskom, if you like. Hmm. So uh, this is something where Eskom has, amongst its many problems, is also that they need to uh, uh, ins- uh, build a few more power lines, uh, especially to- uh, towards uh, areas uh, like the Northern Cape where, uh, and Western Cape where, um, according to uh, Eskom, they- they're unable to connect any more solar and wind farms because uh, the access points are, are full. So... Uh, so that's one place where the Chinese might be wanting to uh, to get involved and in building more uh, more power lines as well. Uh, there's also some other organisations like uh, the Chinese uh, nuclear company, but um, I don't don't know how they're going to uh, uh, deal with that uh, because the Kuba uh, uh, contracts mm, already mm. Uh, running, and I don't think that they're going to be involved in that. So whether they're planning to to basically muscle out the Russians out of any future uh, nuclear deal, which I still don't think is going to happen regardless of, uh, mm. of, of uh, do, what the Minister of Energy says, but uh, maybe that's their hope. Do we know, Do we? I mean, you've referred to these this massive amount of solar renewable energy installation in China. China, as we know, has also been quite heavily reliant, uh, reliant on coal and, and more traditional power um, generation. Uh, it's clearly changing. Do we know where China is at? Uh, I don't know what accurate information or, or, pl- or, or believable uh, information comes out of China because we also know that China tells us what we want to hear or what they want us to hear, rather. But but uh, do we have a sense of the balance between traditional generation and, and renewable? Uh, yes, we do. I can't quote you the exact figures right now, but in addition to uh, to solar and, and, and wind, the Chinese have also been building some new nuclear plants and even some new coal plants. Uh, but uh, the, most of the investment has gone into into in, into solar, especially and, and wind. Uh, uh, next, uh, so uh, the Chinese are uh, will come from a, 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 a from a, well twenty years ago that it was a severely constraining yes. factor uh, on the the economic performance. Uh, they have the additional challenge that there's the the, the just the way the weather is in China. The uh, most, uh, most most of the population and industries along the east coast, whereas uh, the best mm, resources mm. for solar and wind are in the west of the country. So that does mean they need to uh, needed to build all these uh, additional power lines as well. And uh, so they've done that, and they're certainly planning to continue. I've, I've just uh, just before this interview, I had a look at what uh, the projections are for uh, solar installations around the world, and uh, it's projected that uh, for the next five years or so, China will still be Installing roughly half the panels uh, in the world in their own country. That's, Incredible. Uh, that's, that's, uh, well, it's also interesting they, because in, in terms of the pollution, I remember uh, traveling to, to Beijing many, many a time and I never ever saw the sky. You had no idea if it was a cloudy hmm. day or a clear day because you just looked up and, and it was just this white haze above you. And then a few weeks before the Beijing Olympics, I was there. Uh, I was back in Beijing and they had stopped all of the many of the factories and, and many of the some of the production around Beijing. And all of a sudden, you saw the sky. And and that's when you, I realized the the damage that this was doing to the environment there. Uh, yes, and I think the Chinese themselves are actually uh, 
realizing how how this has has changed their lives and that um, at the same time I don't think they're going to give up on their coal entirely. Mm, they are mm. uh, still one of the major uh, um, users of, of 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 coal in the world, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's set to continue for a while. But it, it, it's 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 made a big difference. Uh, I've only been to China more recently, and, right. and uh, yes, I was looking for the Beijing. Uh, pollution and no, all I could see was clear skies. That's incredible, really amazing. And well, let's hope it does make a positive difference here in South Africa. Professor Winkler Hartmut, professor of, uh, at the University of Johannesburg, Department of Physics, Astrophysics, Solar Energy and Energy Supply, talking to us this morning about this deal between South Africa and China, with China assisting South Africa for energy supply and with the electricity crisis.